going we're getting into the new year right and so uh things are changing the way you're thinking about things getting back to kind of a norm, normal state and uh that's good and bad <laughs> right but everything's good and bad so we want to make it the way that's going to get the best results possible so uh what i want to talk about a little bit about and then i'll answer any questions you may have is how to lose weight during stressful times right because one of the things i find is that most of the time with weight loss people are very all or nothing Right. And so you, you start plans typically, you know, when you're really freaking out, like you step on the scale and you're just freaking out, you know, I got to do something or um, life starts to settle down a bit. It kind of calms down. And you say, OK, it's time for me to tackle this time for me to do it. But how do we do it when we're all of a sudden under times of stress? Because that's going to happen. right? <laughs> Unfortunately, um, we're all going to experience stress and strife and, and all these different things in life. And so how do we stay on track with a weight loss plan during that? right? Because that almost seems like, how would you even do it? And people rarely think about this because typically when it comes to weight loss, people are not very strategic at all, right? Very, very little strategy involved at all. There's tactics, right? Dieting is a tactic where, you know, you're going to try and eat this certain way. Or you're going to work out this certain way. So it's tactics, but there's very little strategy of how you actually carry out these tactics, right? And so the idea of like actually losing weight when you're stressed, like how would you do that, right? Because Usually your weight loss on top of there being no strategy and it just purely being tactics, what that means when there's no strategy and it's just tactics, it means willpower. It means you have to consciously stay very, very aware of everything you're doing and make sure you stay right on top of what you're reading, how you're actually, you have to be right there micromanaging everything. Okay. Now that's possible. That's possible in times when life's going okay. But the second, you know, we get sick, someone else gets sick, some event happens, you know, that, that takes over. Um, our thinking and our focus, it's very difficult to stay micromanaging how we're eating every little thing, right? So my answer to how to lose weight while you're stressed is probably gonna be a little bit unsatisfying. I'll warn you with that. Um, but it's possible. And what is possible, like that's good. But more importantly, I think the philosophy behind what I'm going to say is more important. All right. So the, the thing I want to say, right, is, is so when we have stressful times, if all you're doing is thinking about dieting to lose weight, then it's almost always going to be impossible to lose weight at the level that you were when everything was going fine. Right. So that's the first thing. And so we just have to we've kind of calibrate ourselves. What are our expectations? Are the expectations that there's some magical way to follow some really strict diet and to stay so focused on that while simultaneously, you know, our kid gets hurt or we're caretaking for a parent or, you know, some other big stresses in our lives? Right. What, what are we thinking about that? Now, I know people tend to think that because they don't really think about it. You know what I mean? They just have like kind of their experience of it. And so they're dieting, they're, they're doing what they can. And then all of a sudden the stress happens. And again, it's usually in the form of some unexpected thing. Someone gets hurt, you get sick, someone gets sick, you lose your job, you got to move. You know, those are extreme examples, but there's things that, that right below that. And so if you're in a really willpower focused weight loss plan and one of those things happens, um, what could you do? You know what I mean? Like, like how on track could you be, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so that's important to recognize and stress comes in many forms. I'll, I'll give you an example of what I mean. I work with a teacher, uh, and she's at a, a very competitive school. And so it's very interesting working with her. She's very perfectionist minded. And so for, as you can imagine, as a teacher, the last like month of her school, which was, I believe May, right? May is kind of the last month. And she would go through that month and that month was bonkers. I mean, it was like final exams, writing references for kids, 
uh, you know, just all this extra stuff kind of wrapping up the year and preparing for the next one, you know? And so it's so much work, you know, double the work of the normal school year. Okay. But she's in her head expecting that she's going to be able to be just as good following her meal plans as she was during the summer. I worked with her during the summer too. Right. And so it's like, when we look at that from an outside perspective, so of course you're not going to be able to be as compliant with whatever plan you're following when you're at the most stressful time of your job. And then when you have summer where you're not working at all, right? I mean, they're two totally different experiences are going to allow you to perform completely different. All right. But I bring this up to you because while we, when we experience this sort of thing at first person, we tend not to think of it that way. Yeah. And, and she didn't either. She in her head would be beating herself up during that really stressful month. You know why? Because she never adjusted her expectations. She didn't adjust her expectations for the busiest month of the year for her. She didn't adjust her expectations, readjust them once summer came around and she had the, all the time off. She never adjusted her expectations. And so I find people doing this all the time. It's this all or nothing mindset, this black or white thinking. There's no gray area. There's no flexibility. There's just, okay, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to follow this plan perfectly or I'm not going to do it at all. You know, and there's no sense of where you're at in the world, what's going on in your life. And so that's the philosophical part that I think, you know, you got to take a step back and again, readjust your expectations because the truth is you don't want to lose weight. You want to get to your goal weight and live there for the rest of your life on your autopilot. And so once you expand that time frame, that's the first thing you've got to do. I promise you, you think in a short time frame when it comes to your weight loss subconsciously. You just think about it as a sprint. You think about it as a short term. Let me just lose the weight. And thinking about that causes all kinds of other problems. All right. And so one of them is this, that, that again, that's not even your goal. I know you want to lose weight to lose it really fast, but what would you say, right? If I gave you the, yeah, you have to plan for mess ups. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to plan for mess ups right from the beginning, you know? And so, you know, it becomes the question of given two choices. Would you rather lose the weight as quickly as possible or for as long as possible? I know it's so hard to not say as soon as possible. Because why? Because they, well, they don't figure it out, right? And you're trapped in this. You're trapped in this literal hypnosis. It's a literal state of hypnosis because it's not logical. It's just emotional, and you just want to lose that weight so quickly that it overrides all of your rational thinking. You know, and it causes you to choose plans that are unsustainable, and it causes you to approach those plans that are already unsustainable in an irrational, ridiculous way. And so I tell you this, the story of the teacher, because to you, when I tell it to you from that angle and you have a perspective on it, you say, well, of course, of course, you can't be as compliant and as good with your plan during the busiest time of year as when you're on a three month, two month vacation. You know what I mean? So, but when we experience ourselves, we hold ourselves as crazy standard. We're always putting the screws to ourselves. And we're never taking into account the gray nature of life, right? That rarely are things black and white. And neither is your weight loss. And so that's the first step is to really to start reframing this process. And, and the easiest way to do that, there's a lot of ways to do it. But the biggest one is to extend your time frame. You know, stop thinking this is a sprint. Stop thinking it's just a weight loss process. Start thinking of it as a weight mastery process, right? Realize in your mind that you're gonna, this is something you're going to be committed to for the rest of your life. And don't let that be scary because the, the strategy of losing weight quickly and the strategy of mastering your weight are two completely different strategies. And the weight mastery strategy is ironically a lot easier because it's not built around extreme methods to just get the fastest results. It's built around the longest lasting methods, the ways that work best for us, you see? And the weight loss method, it's always just how can you get the fastest results? Well, the fastest results come from the most extreme measures, 
you know, but the most extreme measures are the most difficult to keep up. And this is the trap you're in, you know, to some degree is that you keep thinking short term and short term focus causes you to choose short term um, strategies, you know. And so extending that time frame and thinking to myself, how can I master my way for the rest of my life? I want to live at my goal weight forever. You know, how can I do that? How can I create a lifestyle, a way of eating, a way of thinking, feeling, being that allows me to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot? Right. And so that right off the bat does a lot. And so the next step is, as someone just said, you have to plan for mess ups, you know, and that's the secret with, with how to lose weight when you're stressed and stress can come in any number of forms. Right. But here's the thing. It's in order to make sense of what I'm about to tell you, you have to have a longer time frame, right? Because if all we think about is weight loss, well, that's literally just watching the scale go down. Okay. But when we think about weight mastery, we start to recognize that just like every other area of our lives, we have ups and downs, right? I mean, being a parent, right? If you're a parent, it's like you got ups and downs. I mean, sometimes you're energized, everything's going well, and you can be the great parent, you know, or as close to the best parent as you can be. And other times life's just, you know, pile on top of you, work sucks and fighting with people and whatever. And then you're not as good a parent as you can be. Right? That's just how it goes. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think it's acknowledging that and accepting it. That's just the, that's just the facts. That's just the nature of what we're dealing with. Right. But it's the same thing with your weight loss. And so when you start shifting over to focus on weight mastery, you take into account that sometimes things are hard. Sometimes for whatever reason, it's uh, it's difficult for me to be perfect with my eating. It's difficult for me to get to the gym every day or every whatever the goal is you have. OK. And so we start planning that a lot of times the best way to master your weight when you're under a lot of stress is to not even think about weight loss. Can you imagine that? It's to think about what can I do to get my, to help deal with the stress, right? <laughs> so for example, right, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you context. So it's like if you are actively looking to lose weight and you're focusing on your weight and getting healthier and living your goal weight, and all of a sudden some stressful situation shows up on your door, right? Let's just say you lose your job. Let's go with something pretty intense, right? So you, you get, you're fired, you lose your job, whatever reason, okay? At that point, losing weight it's almost impossible for that to be the most important thing in your life at this point, right? Because all of a sudden that gets superseded very quickly. I need to find a job, right? That takes more importance. Okay. So in that situation, I would say, let's put the weight loss on the back burner for a minute, but here's the thing. We're not taking completely off the burner. Do you understand? And that's what people tend to do with their black and white thinking is, okay, I can't do anything, you know? So when you start to focus on weight mastery, it's a more robust approach. It's a more robust concept. That's really not just about the calories going in, just the food and just the weight loss. It's a holistic approach, you know, and a lot of that holistic approach is the healthy habits you have, sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And so what happens in a state of stress is you start focusing more on those habits because those habits are going to help you get through that period of stress faster so that you can get back to a more level ground, solid ground for yourself. And then you can recommit to focusing on the calorie part of it and the weight loss part of it. Does that not make sense? <laughs> right? So I know like, if you like, get so obsessed with the weight loss, I just always want to lose weight. That's fine. And if you want to do that way, go ahead, but at least have a plan B, you know, because people rarely plan for their own mess ups and they definitely don't plan for big stressful things that may happen, you know, and you want to pre-plan those because when a stressful thing visits you, part of the nature of being stressed is that you're not thinking as resourcefully, as creatively, as clearly, 
as you could in a more calm state. So that's why I talk about this. So that when the stress comes, you have a plan that says, okay, let me put my weight loss on the back burner, but I'm going to take my healthy, my health and my lifestyle that I'm focusing on and put that on the front burner. Because right now in this period of stress, my relaxation is extra important. Practicing it. Getting extra sleep is even more important. Hydrating myself is, is important so that I feel better. So I think clearly, so I have the energy to do what I need to do to get out of this, resolve this period of stress. You see, and then I'll get back on top of it. And when I get back on top with, with the calories and the food and, and actively losing again, I'll be in a better place to do it. And I won't have sabotaged myself the entire time. Okay. Now that's another part of this whole thing is that very rarely, because people just think about weight loss in the short term, they tend to think about weight loss primarily in terms of calories, you know, and calories are important, obviously, when you, when you want to cut the weight down, no doubt about it. However, people rarely look at the holistic nature of weight mastery of kind of who you are as a person. And so we start to look at things more holistically. Um, we have more things we can focus on rather than just calories, because just the calories enough is, isn't enough. You know, um, if you just focus on calories, which is what most people do and your mindset goes down the drain because you have an unhealthy lifestyle, then all that knowledge in the world of what you should and shouldn't eat means nothing. You know, you just don't stick with it. So it's important to have, I think, a holistic component to losing weight, you know, because it's the thing that drives so much of the factors that are controlling your weight, right? Your energy levels, your moods, your cravings, how full and satisfied you feel or how hungry you feel, how unhealthy your cravings are, right? How tired you are, how limited your thinking is, right? So these things make a huge difference in how you're going to lose weight. You know, and people rarely focus on them because they tend to think of just using willpower, right? Your weight loss strategy is primarily give me the plan and I will force myself to follow it. Force yourself how? Well, with willpower, right? And people tend to intuitively think of willpower almost as a non-physical thing. Like they're just going to be able to just have this unlimited amount of willpower somehow, you know? But of course, your willpower is a physical thing, right? It's a prefrontal cortex process. And it's very energy intensive. You know, it's a part of your brain that uses up lots and lots and lots of energy. Okay. So it's not a good strategy anyways, to be primarily willpower based in order to create your change. And so what's a much better strategy is to use that willpower energy and dedicate it to installing habits that run automatically and support you living at your goal weight. Right. And so that's the point of the lifestyle pieces the lifestyle plans, these eight habits, and you, you consistently work on implementing them into your life. But how would you feel? I mean, what difference would it make in your life if you were hydrated properly, right? Because right? what's hydration do, right? You may not even know. Um, some of the more practical, important aspects of, of water and hydration is that it makes your body more comfortable, right? Your cartilage, 80% of it's water, right? So, so your knees and your joints feel better. Your muscles feel better, right? If they're dehydrated, you get more muscle soreness, stiffness, right? Your ability to think clearly is, is affected by water, right? So you drink more water, you hydrate more, your, your thinking literally gets more um, creative, more solution-oriented. You can think more clearly, right? Um, so there, you know, there's just so many factors. You're sleeping, right? If you don't sleep well, forget it. it it's so hard, you know? You would have to have the willpower... I would say the willpower of something, but I wouldn't say that anymore because I work with so many people that are very successful professionally. They, they clearly have a lot of willpower in that area of their lives. But then when it comes to the weight area, it just doesn't map over. 
you know? So this idea that all of a sudden you need to have, well, you need to have willpower or you don't have willpower. That's not how, that's not what your weight loss is depending on. Okay. Your weight is dependent primarily on your subconscious programming. You know, the, the, the things, the behaviors you've learned over your life, the associations to food that you have, the way you think about food, these are all subconscious in nature. They're subconscious programs and they are dictating your weight. Now, what you try to do when you lose, when you try and lose weight is you try and use your willpower to fight against these subconscious programs. And it doesn't work well because your subconscious mind is way more powerful. Think about it. I mean, your subconscious mind, that's where all the things you've learned are stored, right? So think about that. <laughs> you know, you don't have to think about, you ever ride a bike for 50 years, you get on, you just ride it, right? You read and writing, you're just doing it on autopilot at this point. You learn how to do it and it's just in your mind, right? So, um, what we want to do instead of just trying to rely on willpower to fight against our subconscious mind, we want to use our willpower to retrain our conscious mind, to install new programs into our subconscious mind. This is when I say, you know, you want to live at your goal weight on near autopilot, right? What I'm saying is it's not just enough to try and micromanage your way back to your weight because that's not a good strategy to maintain it. A better strategy is to learn how, how did your brain work? Because even when you want to lose weight, what the hell's going on? How is it that you want to lose weight so badly? You think about it all the time and then you go and try to eat better and some party is compelling you to eat the wrong food. What's up? <laughs> How do we explain that? You know, you think you're this logical person, but if you were just a logical person, then you would just do what you should do. It made sense, right? So the, clearly there's some part of you that's driving your behavior and driving it predominantly, right? Because you want to lose weight. I know that you've wanted to lose weight for decades. And why isn't it happening? Why isn't that desire, that want, trickling down into your behaviors, right? How do you explain this? You know, and you don't have much explanation for it because you don't understand your mind like a hypnotist does. Maybe you have a conscious mind, a subconscious mind, you know, the conscious part of your mind is where your willpower is. That's the part of your mind that knows you should lose weight and why it tries to get you to eat the right things, knows what you should do. Right. But then there's just a conscious part of the mind that runs all your thinking, feeling, and behaviors on autopilot. And so you get have all the desire in the world and the intention in the world to eat well today. And then there's some party that, that compels you to eat the wrong things. Well, what's going on? <laughs> how does that happen? You know, do you have any idea how that happens? Oh, I'm just, that's, I'm an, I'm a overeater. I'm a sweetaholic. You know, I mean, we just say these words, they have no meaning to them. <clears throat> and when I say meaning, I mean, like once you know about it, now all of a sudden, can you use that to help yourself actually change? You know, because the way I look at things is that you have this conscious part of your mind, which is very logical and rational. And then you have the subconscious part that's actually running everything. But the subconscious part's not logical and rational like the conscious mind is. You know, it's not enough to say to our subconscious mind, hey, listen, we want to lose weight because it's going to allow us to live longer and be healthier and happier. And then the subconscious mind says, okay, good, let's do it. You know, because what's going on is your subconscious mind just links things together. And so it says, oh, okay, we want to lose weight. All right. Um, it's eight o'clock. Let's eat some ice cream. You know, hey, it, it's eight o'clock. Let's sit on the sofa and eat some chips and watch TV. That feels good. Okay. And that's what that's thinking. And so it comes eight o'clock and your conscious mind says, all right, I want to lose some weight. I want to eat better. I want to get myself to do these new behaviors. And your subconscious mind says, it's eight o'clock. Let's eat the chips. Let's go. Come on. It's time to sit on the sofa and eat. You see? And so what do you do? You try and fight against it, right? You use your conscious mind. Say, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to eat the chips. We're going to eat the ice cream tonight. You know, and you try and fight against it with your conscious mind. And it works for a little bit, right? But usually, again, get back to how do you deal with things when you're stressed? You know, you get stressed, tired, overwhelmed, sick, 
bored, distracted, whatever. And all of a sudden this conscious part kind of fades away and the subconscious mind is just doing what it always does. And nope. Okay, cool. Now there's no resistance, whatever. Now, subconscious mind doesn't want you to be overweight, you know, but what it does, it just does what it's been trained to do. A lifetime of advertisements linking all these positive emotions to the foods, you know? So that's a big part of the problem you have. So what it becomes is, you know, hypnosis isn't as simple. It's not like snapping my fingers and all of a sudden you got a different brain in your head. Like, like it doesn't really, it doesn't work that way. You know, there's no hypnosis on the planet that can do that. So the real secret is to learn how to hypnotize yourself, self-hypnosis. You know, I teach a process called self-hypnotic programming because your subconscious mind is in control of you. Do you not believe this? Right? Because if you don't believe it, what is in control then? How much more could you want to lose weight than you've wanted to lose weight for the last 20 years? So what, what's up, you know? And so once you understand that your subconscious mind's in control, you can go to work on training it to do what you want. Metaphorically, right? Your mind's like a cruise ship. The captain's like the conscious mind and the crew's like the subconscious mind. We need both of them working together, doing their proper jobs for the cruise ship to run right, you know? But you can't tell the captain, say, okay, crew, get the hell out of here. I'm going to do everything. That's what you're doing on a diet. You said, I'm, I'm taking control. You guys are all fired. I'm going to control. I'm going to run everything. Right. And how long does that last? <laughs> you know, it lasts as long as it would on a cruise ship. The, the captain gets tired out and he can't do all the jobs and then everything falls apart. And that's what happens on your diets, except in that situation, the crew never really left. And then they come back and just start doing their job the same way. Okay. That's what happens with your diet. You, you force, you force yourself to change your behavior for a little bit, but then you stop. And then what do you do? You go right back to doing exactly what you were doing before. Nothing changed at all. Isn't that amazing? You could be on a diet for a year. And the second you get off, you go right back to where you were. The same exact habits, routines, behaviors, all the rest of it comes right back. What? How's that? How's that possible? Right? Think about that. How long you've been at the weight loss thing for? Write that in the notes. I always, I'm always curious to see how long you've been at it. I bet I'm going to see 20, 30, 40 years. Right? And so you spend all this time, this energy, thinking about it, all this effort, trying different diets, trying to lose weight. You know, and you realize you take a step back and look at it, Holy crap. It's been 30 years. I don't know nothing more about how to lose weight in reality than I did before I started my first diet. You know, and that's where you're at. And so it's just a, you know, and, and you keep doing it though. And that, that's the problem I always have with this is that you start taking it upon yourself. Like, Oh, there must be something wrong with me. You know, it must be something, something about me that's wrong, you know? And that's not true. It's the strategy. You don't realize it because we're inundated. You, you are literally hypnotized. You're in a literal state of hypnosis right now. If you're overweight and struggling and don't want to be and you can't change it, you are literally in a hypnotized state. You're in a trance. You're in a diet trance because you're thinking about weight loss like the diets want you to think about them. And the diets want you to think about it that way because it doesn't work, right? The diets, all the big diets you know of are all owned by the big food companies. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, Atkins Foods owned by the same company that owns Cinnabon and Onions Pretzels. They don't want you to lose weight. They want you to restrict your calories for a little while in an ineffective way because they know that's going to lead you to consume more calories ultimately. That's why they buy these, these diets and broadcast that message out because it literally fixates you on the very foods you say you don't want to eat, which is going to cause you to eat more of them ultimately. And then they get some money off you with the diet things as well. I promise you, they'll never be buying program yourself thin. They ain't going to want to amplify my message out to the world because my message helps people consume a lot less of that shit. So they're going to want that. So it's like if a big food company buys a diet that supposedly helps people eat less of their food, what sense does that make? Right. Does that make any sense? <laughs> you know, they're not going to want to amplify my message, you know, because I, I, I help people to eat less of that stuff. 
you know, but anyways, so, um, you know, it's important for you though, cause this is your life, right? And, and it's literally your life, by the way, you know, it's another thing I always talk about this, that your weight loss motivation is trash. Like, like you don't even have any motivation to lose weight. You know, you have a strong wish to lose weight, but you have literally no real motivation to, to get yourself going. And it's primarily because the diet hypnosis trap you're in is that you primarily think about losing weight as, well, I'll look better. I want to look better, you know, and that's not enough motivation. It's called an extrinsic motivator. It's, it's the least powerful form of motivation. This is why you're not actually even motivated. You know, that's your first challenge. The first challenge you got to overcome is how do I actually get motivated? You know, wishing and wanting to lose weight, you know, wishing it had happened, you know, it's not working. Right. So the motivations, you know, the big part of it. And so you got to think of this bigger because literally your life, your weight is life and death. Literally. Look it up. Framingham heart study. You know, women overweight are 3.3 years less lifespan. Right. Obese 7.1 years less. And that's not even talking about the quality of life while they're alive. So you have to start thinking about like the weight in those foods, almost like you would about cigarettes. Right? So why don't you smoke cigarettes? I mean, and you may think they're gross now, but um, if, if you think about, you're not fighting against cigarette cravings because you don't have any and you don't have any because the way you think about cigarettes, you know, you don't, you know, again, same with drugs, you know, I guess they, they make you feel good. Right. But you don't, you're not going to do them. You're not tempted to do them because the way you think about them, they're, they're gross to you. Right. It's, it's like you're, you, cause you're focused on the consequence. You know, and so what you need to recognize here, that just even the first step of getting yourself motivated is to realize that you've been conditioned and trained to minimize. Now, this is where the food companies, the diets, and I think the, the medical establishment, I think is always complicit in this because you go see the doctor and you're 60 pounds overweight and they say, hey, you should probably lose some weight. Great. That's it. That's, that's it. That's what you're going to tell me. How about you give me the full spiel? How about you give the spiel that you're, you're really in danger here? You better lose this weight because you're at the rate you're on there's a good chance you're going to reduce your lifespan. You're going to be around less for the people you care about and love. You're going to be dead three to seven years earlier than you need to be. And the quality of life before that happens is going to be drastically reduced. And it is, you know, so we don't really see the full cost and consequences of the weight, you know, because you've been conditioned by all these people to minimize it. You're like, you're like a smoker in the fifties. You're like, ah, I don't, I shouldn't do it. My, my throat's a little irritated, whatever. But there was no connection between cancer and the cigarettes in the 50s. And no one thought that way. But now we can't not think that way. Well, that's going to make a huge impact on how much you want to smoke and how motivated you are to stop if you do smoke, right? If you just think, ah, oh, cigarettes, they're, they're, ah, they make me kind of smell funny and I don't really like it. And I don't want to do it. Okay, well, that's, a, that's a, this much motivation. And then you say, oh my God, I've been smoking for 10 years and I just saw you know, my chances of getting lung cancer and dying earlier go way up. I, I don't, now that's way more motivation, right? Because <laughs> we're tapping into that survival instinct. Well, same thing's going on with the weight. You've been conditioned and programmed, hypnotized, literally. You're walking around in a trance. If you're overweight, first thing you gotta do is realize, holy shit, I'm in, I'm in danger here. I got a medical condition. Never mind how you look, <laughs> you know? It's literally, it's a, it's a medical condition. you got an infla inflammation disease, you know? And so it's like, you have to bring more meaning and importance to this process if you have any chance of actually losing the weight, you know? But you're, you're minimizing. And again, I don't blame you. It's, you've been literally hypnotized without realizing it. And you're walking around in a state of hypnosis, you know? Which just means, by the way, we're all in a state of hypnosis to some degree. But if you're not happy with your weight, you're in an overweight trance. Think about it that way. 
and you can't break out of it. It's hard to wake up out of it. That's why I do these lives. That's why I do all these videos, try and snap you out of it. Be careful, you know, be careful of this weight. It's not just a visual aesthetic thing. It's a literal, everything you value in your life thing. You know, it's important. Um, where to find a hypno uh, therapist that does hypnosis for weight loss? I would not have the first clue of that. I, I don't know. You know, you're talking to someone who really just kind of blazed their own path. Um, so I wouldn't know. I don't know what therapist would be helpful. Maybe a cognitive behavioral therapist. But if they don't have much experience with weight mastery, then, you know, you just learn a system and you kind of take a crapshoot. Hypnosis. You know, again, I, I hate to say this stuff because I, I feel for my, my brethren, my, my, my hypnosis colleagues. But the truth is that a lot of them have no, it doesn't really work well. Hypnosis in and of itself, just by itself, doesn't work that well. You know, like, like it, it, and what I mean by that is that you go see an average hypnotist or buy like a session package. It's usually like two, three sessions. And if you go see a hypnotist, usually what's happening is they're just reading you a script. You know, you, they're going to put you into a, a trance state, which is just you relaxing. All hypnosis is, is you bypassing your critical faculty. You go into hypnosis every day. Can you be hypnotized? Yes. Every single person is hypnotized every single day. There's not a person on the planet who's not, okay? Because we are subconscious creatures. So everyone can be hypnotized. Can you be hypnotized in a traditional setting with a hypnotist swinging a watch? Maybe not, because in that situation, you may be feeling kind of apprehensive and nervous. And you may say, I'm not going into a trance, okay? But how do I know you go into trances? Well, you ever watch a movie? You ever watch a TV show on your sofa and you're just kind of zoning out and you're just kind of living vicariously the, the show? Why is watching TV enjoyable? You ever think about that, right? It's a trance state. You go into a relaxed state of mind, right? Where you bypass critical faculty. You watch the dumbest shit on TV that they can put on there and you're just kind of like, uh, okay. And what's happening? You have mirror neurons. And so when you watch sports or you watch a horror movie or you watch a comedy, you project yourself into that situation and you're vicariously experiencing it. You know, so we're getting vicarious experiences through the television, through movies. And that's all hypnosis is a vicarious imagined experience. Right. But we're using it intentionally. What you're doing, you don't even realize it. But because we are all our own best or worst hypnotist. Understand this, please. If you take nothing else out of this, you are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're up in your head hypnotizing yourself 24 hours a day. You, have, you talk to yourself. Right. That voice is hypnotizing you 24 hours a day. And then there's other forms of hypnosis that are going on as well. And so there's no way around this. There's no, you don't have a choice. You've been hypnotized your entire life and you will continue to be hypnotized your entire life, which is to say that you are primarily act, thinking, feeling, and acting subconsciously. You're not there consciously making every little decision logically. You're not built that way. Your prefrontal cortex, your willpower, your consciousness is about 10% of your brain. The other 90% is your subconscious mind. So not only is there a size discrepancy, there's an efficiency discrepancy. That 10% of the brain takes tons and tons of energy. Okay. The other part of your brain takes very little energy to run. And so you're never gonna, you're never gonna change yourself by just trying to consciously force yourself to change. You know, you have to be strategic about it. You have to reprogram your subconscious mind so that it starts to automatically naturally do the things that give you the weight that you want. Right. That, that's how you do that. Um, so where do you find a therapist that does hypnosis for weight loss? I, I wouldn't even have the first foggiest clue. Um, cause I don't see, I don't even see people approaching weight loss the way I'm talking about. And I mean, I guess, right, obviously I'm biased, obviously is my program, but I don't see a lot of good solutions out there. I, do I, I don't want to say that I don't see any, but I kind of don't, you know, be honest. What do you want me to say? You know, I just don't, cause I don't see anyone with a mindset piece. You know, I don't see any of them really with a lifestyle piece. 
So my program, right? There's three pillars. And when I say pillars, you're making me, I'm not making a pillar sign here. I'm making, I think it was a pyramid, but there's three, three levels to it. The bottom level is mindset. Without the proper mindset, it, none of it's going to matter. It won't matter at all. Nothing. I can tell you anything without the proper mindset, nothing will change. Okay. Then there's a lifestyle piece. Again, I think to try and just lose weight without changing a lifestyle, I think it's just pointless. You'll, you may, may be able to do it for a little while, but you won't be able to maintain it. You know? So the lifestyle piece to me is just, it's just as important. So I, I think of this, I'm kind of making a pyramid shape here for the three levels. And the third level is eating, right? So we got mindset, lifestyle, eating. And so my program, I have a 60 page workbook where I bring people through their weight mastery blueprints, mastering their mindset, their lifestyle, their eating. Okay. But the eating comes last because without that foundation underneath it, the eating strategies won't matter. You won't follow them. And that's where you find yourself now. You have a general sense of what you should do to lose weight, you know, but you can't get yourself to do it. You can't even get yourself motivated and start at this point, most likely, you know, and it's because you have no sense of what the mindset piece is, you know, and so I can say mindset. And even when I say mindset, like you think you have an idea what I'm saying, but you have no idea. You have no, you have no, like no granularity about what, how to change your mindset. You don't know what the ingredients of a thin mindset are, you know? And so it's six things. I'll tell you what they are, write them down if you want. But so my program, again, we take, we start very strategically with motivation because without motivation, forget it. And you have no idea how to motivate yourself, you know? So take people through the first level. I call it the motivation matrix, pain and pleasure, how to use it intentionally. So you're truly motivated, you know? And then the level two is intrinsic, extrinsic. It's the science of motivation. Well, once you understand that, you get this blueprint, you can look back and you can fire yourself up again. You have no control over this right now. You, your weight loss is based around what I call spontaneous pain-based motivation. You step on the scale, you see a picture of yourself, you see a reflection, clothes don't fit, and you get really upset, right? He's like, I gotta, I gotta do something, I gotta lose the weight. Now understand that that upset state is a state of hypnosis, it's a trance state, right? Again, a trance state is just one where we bypass the critical faculty and we just go to the emotions. Again, like a movie. You, you know, the movie's not real. And so that knowledge in of itself bypassed the critical faculty. Okay. And so sometimes some movies are so ridiculous. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this. this is goofy. But most of the time the movie's goofy. It's a story that's just kind of moving forward and forward. And we're just living, we're just experiencing it. We're not, we're not criticizing every little thing. Some people do, right? But, but, but we're not, we're not like criticizing, taking everything down. We're not being logical watching a movie. We're just going for the ride. Right. And so that's all hypnosis is. It's when you're not using your critical mind, you're just kind of going along with things and nothing describes your weight loss situation right now more than that. Right. Because what strategy do you have? You're, you're, you're entranced. So what I try and do with these calls, wake you up for a minute so you can take Cause you're in, you're in your weight loss right now. Your, your mindset is it's like a helmet. It's like an astronaut's helmet. And so the way you think about weight loss is self-contained. And so I'm trying to get you to take that helmet off for a second, put it down and realize how goofy it is completely goofy. That's not your fault. It's been conditioned this way very intentionally, right? But what, what kind what are we talking about? What do I say? Goofy, this idea that tomorrow you're going to cut 60% of your calories on day one and just maintain that till you get to your goal weight. Why, why would you do that tomorrow when it hasn't worked the last 30 times? What's different about tomorrow? What's going to change? But that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like you're, you're not logically thinking it out. You're just in a hypnotic state, just hoping, just wishing maybe, Maybe somehow something will change this week and all of a sudden next week I'll be really motivated. You know what I mean? And it's like, you, you've been doing that for decades now. You know what I mean? That's the state of hypnosis because logically that makes no sense. Yeah. So my mindset piece, we start with motivation. We go to self-image, right? How do you think about yourself? Your identity. You have an inner identity that's controlling your weight more than anything else. You think of yourself as an overweight person now. So how are you just going to be a thin person? 
It's a completely different identity. And I know this. I've, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, and it's lots of people have lost the weight and put it back on. Well, what happened? Why did you put the weight back on? It always comes down to some version of, I didn't feel like myself. I didn't feel like myself. Yeah, because you, can, you think of yourself as an overweight person. If most of the people you grew up around and, and you were around were overweight, or some of them were thin and you didn't think you were anything like them, then you've now created this identity of being an overweight person. You may not like it, but you're familiar with it. And our brain likes things we're familiar with. So that's a challenge. So you got to get that, that self-image piece has to be there right from the get-go. And in reality, that's in my program, that's the whole, that's the whole focus. It's not just weight loss because weight loss doesn't even mean anything to your brain. You have not a structure in your brain that wants you to lose weight. Think about your brain in evolutionary terms. It's evolved over millions of years in what? In a food scarce environment. That's why when you eat uh, ice cream, pint of ice cream, or you eat a cookie, your brain starts releasing dopamine. That's what feels good. And that's why you want it because your brain evolved in food, food scarce environments. So if you found calories, the more calories you found, the more dopamine your brain releases because it wanted you to eat more of it. Because the more you ate in a food scarce environment, the more likely it was that you would survive. Well, so here you are now and you get the same old brain, but now you're in a food abundance environment, right? And so now it's like, again, it was nonstop choices to, to drip your brain in dopamine. You dip it right in there, you know? So, you know, we got to, we got to create, we've got to approach this process very strategically. And in order to do that, you have to understand how your mind works, you know, and if you don't, again, you just try and use willpower to force yourself to do it, but you're fighting against yourself. Does it not feel that way? Right. Everyone, that's what everyone says, right? That is your experience, not of one feeling like you're fighting against yourself. Well, you are, you're fighting against your subconscious programming. You don't have to, you know, but you don't have any, you don't even know you never describe your weight issue as one of being a subconscious programming issue. You've never said that in your life, right? Because because you have no sense of that that of seeing your brain that that model of the mind, you know. And I like that model because again, I don't have to be a neuroscientist, you know. I I think I I find I thread that needle of practicality, you know. I've really I've worked with so many people, and I'm just looking for practical solutions. You know, how do you actually get motivated at will? How do you actually change your behavior in a way that sticks and gets you the results you want, you know? And so you have to understand your mind to work with it. And so the way dieting works is it's the opposite of that. You like literally picking the most unstrategic, unsuccessful plan, you know, and trying to do it. So then we have the self-image. Then we have habits, really understanding them and kind of, you know, figure out which habits are going to serve you best and understand how to install them. Again, another one just saying, I don't know how long you all been trying to lose weight, but do you have any sense of how to install a habit? You know, sort of just trying to force yourself to do it. I mean, is there any strategy there? Is there any understanding what a habit actually is? You know? So again, I just say this stuff not to make you feel bad, but just to show you just how unprepared you are to get the results you want. You know, you have no idea. It's like if you never, if you don't know anything about a car and then I say, okay, can you fix the carburetor? You don't know what to do. And that's how you feel with your weight loss, right? It's like, you know what you want. You know the outcome you want. Well, I want the car fixed, but you have no idea how to make it happen. You know, short of these real rudimentary tactic. Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just not going to eat carbs anymore. Well, I'm just going to eat protein or I'm not going to eat fat. I'm not, whatever the, the strategy you choose is, you know, that's about it. And then after habits, we move on to emotions. You know, can you feel the emotions you want and, and not feel the negative emotions? You don't want to feel um, your thinking, you know, breaking down the components, then maintenance. You know, that's just a, that's just a mindset piece, you know, and we break all that down. So you have the ability to understand yourself and strategically set yourself up to live at your goal way for the rest of your life. But without knowing any of these things, I don't know how you would do it. What? 
you're just what going to force yourself. Why would you force yourself now when you didn't do it 10 years ago when you're 10 years younger and more motivated? What's now, what's going on now? Well, I have to, no, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to lose weight. So stop saying that, you know, cause it's tricking you, you know, just cause you say, Oh, I have to lose weight. I really want to lose weight. You're bullshitting yourself. You know what I mean? Subconsciously, you don't think that at all. And it's not going to happen. You know, so we have to take a different approach. <laughs> so again, I don't let me get more positive. I'm kind of sound negative here. And I don't mean to do that. I just do this because again, I don't want you taking it personally. Oh, there's something wrong with me. I can't lose weight. because There's something wrong with me. No, you can't lose weight. because You've never learned how you have never learned how to actually live as a thin person. You've got, they've dumped a bunch of tactics on your head. You know what I mean? And saying, oh, I should work out more. Oh, I got to. I got to eat, eat just, I got to stop eating carbs. I got to do keto. I got to intermittent fast. Okay. No, you need a, you need a complete structure, complete system. You know, if you really want to get it. Someone says, what are similar habits that give similar dopamine and, and good feeling like ice cream at eight o'clock? Yeah. Okay. That's a great question. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, so this goes right to the emotional eating question. And what most people do is they'll recognize their emotional eating, right? So I'm eating so I can feel emotions, right? And so one of the most common ones is someone had a hard day at work, right? Stressed out, overwhelmed, fight with their boss, all the rest of it. And it's like, oh, I can't wait to just get home tonight at eight o'clock, watch my TV and just eat my ice cream, right? Why? Because that's how I unwind. That's how I relax. That's how I reward myself for working so hard all day. Okay. And that's what foods become to us now right? It's all linked to these emotions. And so we've all been very, we've been trained like Pavlov's dogs to associate the food with the emotions we want to feel in life, right? So what other habits would give you the dopamine and the emotions you want at eight o'clock at night instead of eating the food? Right? Now I could sit here and tell you what they would be, but you will say, oh, that's stupid. I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you what I do because this is the first thing I had to do is exactly from eight o'clock until 11, 12 o'clock at night. I would just eat all night until I went to bed. And so I haven't done that in 30 years. So how, how did I do it? Right. By asking the question, what similar habits will give me similar dopamine and good feeling like ice cream. So you, you are asking the right question and now allow yourself to come up with some answers because usually, even if you get to the point where you're asking the question, you don't have an answer to that question. I know that. I didn't have an answer to that question, but I kept asking it. I kept asking it and experimenting with different things. And I uncovered a strategy that worked for me. I'm not going to tell you my strategy because it's not going to work for you. And you're going to hear it. And you're going to say, no, nah, that's stupid. None of this works. Okay. So it's kind of like the, you know, give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person to fish, feed them for a lifetime. And so you asking that question and coming up with your own habit that works for you is going to be much more valuable than me saying, you know, do this. All right. Um, but you're on the right path with the question. And that's what you want to do. You can't just take the emotional thing. But it, again, another very important point here. What's happening is you, you emotional eating, you're eating to feel emotions that, that are important for you. You know, it's how you relax. It's how you unwind. It's how you de-stress. Okay. But what happens is you say, okay, I got to lose weight. So I got to get rid of the emotional eating. Goodbye, emotional eating. But hey, guess what else you just threw out? The emotion you got from it. You see, so we don't want to do that. We want to get rid of the food and keep the emotion, make the emotion even stronger. How can I relax even more at eight o'clock in a way that doesn't even involve food? I don't know. We'll keep asking the question. Your mind will give you an answer. You know, your subconscious mind's a servo mechanism, you know? And so whatever questions you keep asking, it's going to give you answers to. The big problem is you're usually asking not, not very compelling solution or to questions. You're just asking, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this? 
Why can't I lose the weight? Why do I keep screwing up? These are the questions you're usually asking and you're getting answers to them. And now it's easy to ask that question because you got the answers. You just cycle through that whole process over and over. So you got to break that, break that, stop, ask better questions. And so you're right on the path with it. What are some, what are some habits I could use to, again, I would go past the dopamine um, and I would go to what the emotion is. Now, part of it is dopamine, right? So, so when we talk about the reward part of a habit, part of it is just purely chemical, right? So like when something feels good, don't try and analyze it too much, right? Because part of it is just unanalyzable. The dopamine we feel is literally the essence of pleasure. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it, it's an experience first, and then we put a label and words around it after, okay? So, but start recognizing what are some of the emotions I want? Because, you know, there's different types of dopamine, right? And so at eight o'clock at night with the ice cream, maybe the main way you do is because you're stressed out and overwhelmed from a busy day. Okay, well, that's a different thing than someone who didn't work at all all day, but now eight o'clock comes and that's when they experience all their loneliness and they use the ice cream to feel a sense of companionship and distract them from the loneliness. You, you see what I'm saying? You want to get real specific. And that's the real, that's the, let me zoom out a little bit. And that's the key thing that I always tell people, there's no right or wrong way. There's only what works for you. And this is another diet hypnosis trap is that there, what's embedded in the idea of a diet, this idea that some person who does, does not know me, never met me, is just going to give me a plan and I'm going to succeed with it. Do you know what I mean? Like it, and it, it, it's not that it couldn't work if you force yourself into it, but it's just, it's the whole identity. The, that whole idea is wrong because you're a one of a kind person. You have a unique preferences, genetics, lifestyle. And if you don't build around those, it's always going to require extra energy to follow it. So take a little extra time in the beginning and craft a plan that's custom made for you. It takes a little longer. It's a little harder to do that. But once you have it, it's easy. Like, so I take my, my clients through this, this weight mastery blueprints. It's 60 pages, you know, and it's the one I went through. So it's like, I have it. So I have a step-by-step -step personalized roadmap for how to stay, get and stay motivated for how I want to think of myself during this process, who I ideally want to be, um, what habits I'm going to have and what habits I want to get rid of and replace. I know what they are, you know, and I've broken them all down because my life's full of these habits now, you know, the emotions, I feel the emotions I want. I know how to feel the emotions I want. I know how to deal with the emotions I don't want to feel without needing any food. I know how to do it genuinely. Right. So when I eat, when I choose foods that are ice creams or cookies or all the rest of it, I eat those sometimes, but I'm eating them in a, in a pure way. I'm not doing it so I could feel emotions or distract myself from negative emotions. I'm doing it because I enjoy the flavor of it and I like eating it in moderation. I like eating, I like having my body, right? What do they say? Like, like having your cake and eating it too. I like to have my body and eat cake too, <laughs> right? That, that's what I'm, well, that's what I'm after. Okay. And so, but I'm not doing it emotionally, right? Um, thinking, and that's why I've spent so much of my time, how to think like a thin person. I know how to think like a thin person inwards and outwards, <laughs> backwards and forwards. You know what I mean? This is what I've been doing. And so it's like, and then maintenance, you know, so I have a plan for when I'm stressed or when life goes sideways or all the different situations that can happen in life. I have plans for them you know, and strategies. And so, and I've been optimizing, tweaking these strategies for 30 years. And so, and then that's just that first level. And there's a lifestyle piece where it's like, that's really where so much of my focus has been for 30 years. How can I add these life, these habits into my lifestyle? And that's probably the, to me, that's really one of the most exciting parts because the weight part, you have to understand, this is another trick of that weight loss hypnosis is this idea of losing weight. Okay. Because if all you care about is losing weight, well, what do you do once the weight loss stops? What do you do then? Just celebrate, party? What, what do you do? 
What that's called in NLP is a nominalization, right? So a nominalization is when we take a verb and turn it into a noun. And so weight loss, it's like we think about, I'm going to lose weight. And we think of it as this process to get to our goal weight. But what we've done is we have frozen that experience in that verb, that action in time. And we think to ourselves subconsciously, I'm going to lose the weight. Well, then what? Because what's implied in that phrase is that I've, I've lost the weight now. Now I don't have to think about it anymore. You know, and anyone who's lost the weight knows that's not true. Right. The second, the day you get to your goal weight is the day it, it doesn't want to say the work begins. That's where the work continues. <laughs> There's no, it's an arbitrary point in time. Now I get it. I mean, it makes sense. You get to the goal. Great. Okay. But once you let that part of it go, well, what do you do now? You're at your goal weight. What are you going to do? Because if you're not prepared for this, you're up shit's creek because what's going on when you start a weight loss plan is you get the pleasure of the foods up here when you first start it. Okay. And what happens is you start your diet eating better. And so the pleasure of food goes down. You don't eat as much of it. Right. But what replaces it? It's the pleasure of watching the scale go down. Right. So you trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of watching the scale go down. Great. But what happens once the scale's gone down? It's not going down anymore. Where's your pleasure coming from now? What are you going to do? <laughs> I know no one thinks about this, which again is just more evidence that you're, you're literally, if you're overweight and not happy with your weight and you haven't been able to change it, it is because you are entr you're entranced. You're literally in a hypnotic trance. And this is just one more example. What do you think is going to happen? And I ask people this, oh, I'll, I'll figure it out then. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> no one figures it out then. That's why people lose the weight and then put it back on because all they know is weight loss. And so as soon as they get to their goal weight, they're like, it's a vacuum. Uh, now, logically, you say, well, I'll just keep eating the same way. No, you won't because you're not getting any of your emotional needs met now. There's no more excitement in your life because the only excitement you got is food and losing weight. So where's your motivation come from now? What are you doing now? And then you find out, oh, shit, I got to my goal weight and not everything's amazing anymore. Oh, not, not, I got to my goal weight. Oh, and I still have stresses in my life. Oh shit. I'm at my goal weight and I'm still arguing my boss, arguing my partner, fight with my kids. <laughs> uh Oh, I thought I was going to fix everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so it's like psychologically, you're so set up to fail to ever like master your weight. And that's the diets are like that. The diets are all owned by the big food companies. That's why they never teach you the mindset stuff. It's not that they don't know it. I'm not some genius out here who's figured everything out. I'm, a, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely not the smartest guy, but I pay attention to like what's practical. How can I help people actually create changes? You know, and so you uncover this stuff, you know, it, it unveils itself if you stick with it long enough, you know, but you look at the diets and you're like, it's not a chance in hell. The diets are a carnival game. You know, it makes them seem easy and they're, they're impossible practically. You know, and so I, I say this to you to, to wake you up so that you stop thinking that the diets work for a person who's, you know, who's really motivated and, and has good willpower. And so there must be something wrong with you. Bullshit. You just know they, they don't work and you need a better plan and you don't have one. You don't have any plan. You know, knowing that you should not eat carbs is not a plan. <laughs> it's a tactic, right? You don't have a real strategy. How do you stay motivated? How do you lower your cravings? How do you reduce your hunger? How do you increase your ability to feel satisfied from eating less food how do you think clearly how do you program your subconscious mind how do you get yourself to automatically and naturally do the things that get you to your goal weight and keep you there how do you change your identity from being someone who's overweight and out of control with their eating and their health to someone who's in control of it and now lives as a thin person at their goal weight it, it's a huge you know all these things matter you know and you have no strategy for them you know so i try and 
trying to share that with you. Someone says, how do I get the workbook? Your program makes so much sense to me. I've tried everything. Yeah, it makes it makes total sense. So my workbook's part of part of my program and my program's intense. So the truth, and I just try to be straight out, you know, like I give everything away for free now. Okay. Um, information wise, the work, but I don't give away for free because if I gave away for free, no one would even use it because <laughs> it's, it's hard, right? 60 pages. And so, um, my, my program is really three parts. The first thing I do is I teach you a, a self-hypnosis technique because you've got to learn how to program your own mind. You have got to. I, I don't think you could lose weight long-term without knowing that. I, I genuinely don't. Now, I know, you know, I'm a hypnotist, so I'm just going to say that, but if you don't, because how are you going to influence yourself? You don't even know how to influence yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't even know what you are <laughs> to some degree. Again, like, how do you explain the idea that you want to lose weight so badly for so many years and you're never able to even get close to it. You know what I mean? And now you're at a point, if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, you still want to lose weight just as much as you always did. But now it's like you can't even get yourself motivated to even start anything. And it's been that way for a long time. And it's because your subconscious mind knows these diets don't work. And so it says, let's just, I, I don't know. I'm not going to try and lose weight now because we're just going to put it back on. Then there's just disappointment on top of it all. You know, so it's like you're right now you're in a spot where you can't even get yourself to take action. So anyways, if, if you want to learn about my program, so the first thing you learn is a self-hypnosis pro process. It's a, it's a minute, two minutes. You do it at night and you program your mind. It's two techniques. Very powerful. Then I take you through the workbook, 60 page workbook that takes you through these three pillars. You know what I mean? So you can really dissect and have a step-by-step -step personalized roadmap of every area that matters to your weight loss, mindset, motivation, self-image, habits emotions, thinking, maintenance, right? Master all those, okay? Lifestyle, sleeping, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. How can I implement those to my life in a, in a certain way? Again, when I teach, and I know that may sound overwhelming to you. That's why I teach, I teach you a two-minute technique that does six of those because I'm all about practicality. I understand what actually leads to change. And it's not just ideas. That's what the diets are. Right. I, I could give you concepts and ideas. That's not going to make you change. The, the problem, let me clarify the problem for you right now with your weight. It's not that you don't know what to do. It's that you don't know how to get yourself to do it. And so because this is the real problem, there's no diet coming down the pike that's going to help you because every diet is just telling you what you should do. You already know what you should do. I use this example that if you were a cyborg, if you were a robot, and you just did what you were programmed to do. And you just wrote in, okay, what do I want to eat today? And you wrote in what you're going to eat. And then you just did it. Would you have any problem losing weight? No, right? Because the problem's not that you don't know what you should and shouldn't eat. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it. And you can't get yourself to do it because you don't know how to influence your subconscious mind, which is running everything, you know? So this is why I say that the hypnosis of peace. So, so yeah, so that's my, my program is the self-hypnosis technique, the program yourself in technique, these weight mastery workbook and blueprints, these weight mastery blueprints. And then there's a lot of hypnosis. <laughs> so I put like my program, it's like a, it's like a weight loss cocoon, you know? And so every day for eight weeks, you get, you know, every morning you get a five minute hypnosis session, a unique one, different one, put a different idea in your mind, helping you relax, calm down, prepare for the day. And then in the evening, each week you get a, a hypnosis session. I call them sleep gnosis sessions. You can, you get two of them. One has a count out and one you can listen to before you go to bed and just fall asleep with it. Right. And they all install a core weight loss mantra. You know, and so you put all this together. And to me, again, it's the, the best solution I've seen. You know, obviously it's mine, so I'm biased, but it's the most complete one. You know, that's why I lay it out for you guys. So you just like, again, whether you get my program or not, it's really secondary. The first thing I want you to recognize is think about everything I've just talked about in that program and how I approach weight mastery, and then look at all the other plans. 
so that if you see a diet that's just like, oh, here's the meal plan, you can say to yourself, yeah, but that's not going to help me. I don't know how to implement it. it there's no mindset piece with it. It's not going to work. Great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Start making some distinctions on a deeper level. Not just like, well, I don't know if I can give up carbs. You can't give up carbs like that most likely, and you don't want to, and you have no idea how to do it if you wanted to. You know what I mean? So stop just looking at like, oh, here's the meal plan. Mm, that's not going to do anything to you. It's not going to help you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give you a sense of understanding for about a week. Then you're going to live it and you're going to be like, this sucks. And you go back to not doing it, you know? And that is that not the process that happens over and over? And it goes quicker and quicker now each time, right? You get through them, you move through them faster and faster, and it's harder to get motivated before each one. And that's where you're at now. You're just kind of stuck, you know? So anyways, um, but but if, even if you, so if you want to do my program, which you should, you know, again, um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, so I, I want to be clear. I don't want to waste your time and, and I don't want to waste my time. My program is, is primarily, it's usually successful professionals, right? So if you're, if you're a professional success and you have the skills and the abilities to, to create some success in that area of your life, then you'll probably do very well with my program. Okay. I have a hard, I can't just take someone who has no success in an area of their lives and, and just turn them into a different person. That, that, that's a hard thing. But if you have success in one area of your life and it doesn't have to be professional, I mean, I've had people that they're really good on an instrument or, you know, they're a really great parent. You know, if you feel like you're successful in some area of your life, I think that's the key thing that I can show you how to map that success over to your weight and your health. Right. But you, you can't just start my program either. You can't just buy it. Um, you have to clear some hurdles because the thing with weight loss is people get so emotional, you know, and then, and again, I always talk about that. The, the motivation most people feel is that that spontaneous pain-based motivation, you know, where they step on the scale, see a picture of themselves, the clothes don't fit. And they get so upset. They say, I got to lose this weight. That is the last person in the world I want in my program. <laughs> so um, I, I don't allow you to just get the program. So if you want to get it and you want to learn more about it, you can go in my description or in my bio and click on the link there. Three steps to master your weight. You, know, you can go watch that. And it's about a half hour training, but you should watch it because it'll, it'll change the way you think about weight loss. Okay. And then if you're interested, I'll, I'll talk about the program and you, you can see how to get into it, but that, that's the process you got to go through. Someone says, is hypnosis considered brainwashing or obsession? That's a good question. I, you know, I don't like those because I think the thing I don't like about a lot of definitions of hypnosis is this idea that we're separating it as its own event. It would be like saying, it'd be like, instead of calling me a hypnotist, call me like a thinkist and I help people think different. And I do it through this process of you know, whatever. I, I have them follow my finger and I'm a thinkist. I make them think different. Right. And the problem with that framing is that it makes it seem like you're not already always thinking. You, you know what I'm saying? And so the hypnosis, it's important to understand you're constantly hypnotizing yourself. You, you're entranced and you're mostly been hypnotized in terms of your weight by the food companies and the diets, you know, and the medical establishment in terms of how they minimize what's going on here. You know, the, the diets, the, the doctors should be out ahead of everyone saying, be careful of your weight. It's one of the prime factors that indicates a reduced lifespan, a lower quality of health. But instead what happens is because everyone's overweight, 70% in America are overweight or obese. Um, I don't know why they don't do it. You know, I know they make a whole lot of money off of treating the symptoms of you being overweight, you know, to the point that people aren't even that scared of being type two diabetic, you know, type two diabetes to, to a certain degree is basically a, a voluntary disease. Not always, okay, don't get mad at me, but but most cases, type 2 diabetes is a voluntary disease. I've helped so many people, watched so many people reverse their type 2 diabetes, you know? But because we have medications that can treat the symptoms of it, we minimize how scary it is, you see? But that's just one symptom. The diabetes thing is just one thing, you know? So um, 
again, we, we, one of the problems you have to deal with is that there's, and so, so is hypnosis considered brain? I'm going to stick with it. I, is, I, let me stick with the question. Is hypnosis considered brainwashing or obsession? I don't know if people consider it that way, but I think of everything as being hypnosis. You're, you're always in a state of hypnosis. If you think about your life, like tomorrow, for example, you have a pretty good idea how your day is going to go. Right. And so to a certain degree, you pre-programmed your day. And when tomorrow comes, you're basically consciously just kind of going around along for the ride of what you already pre-programmed in. And that includes your eating, right? If I said, I'll give you a million dollars, you can tell me exactly what you're going to eat tomorrow. I bet you get pretty close to it. You know what I mean? Like you have a pretty good idea of how you're going to eat tomorrow, what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat bad food and all, you know, it's pre-programmed in. And, and so pre-programmed again, hypnosis is just a way to influence your subconscious mind. Hypnosis isn't for your conscious mind. You don't need hypnosis for your conscious mind. You consciously know what you want to accomplish. You know, you want to lose weight. You know, you got to eat better to do it. You know why you want to do it. Okay. We, we don't need to deal with that problem. Again, let me go back to the metaphor of the cruise ship. Okay. So the captain's like your conscious mind. The crew is like your subconscious mind. And within that dynamic, the crew, they're both important. Okay. But it's the crew that's actually doing most of the work. All right. And so the situation we have now for you is that you don't even realize that dynamic. You just think you're a captain on a ship by yourself. Okay. But you're not, you're a subconscious mind. And so once you even recognize this distinction and you say, okay, well, I'm going to influence my subconscious mind. No, you're not because your subconscious mind, it's like that crew speaks French and the captain speaks Chinese. Right. And so it's like, there's a language barrier. There's a communication barrier. And it's the same thing with your conscious and subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is not logical. We can't say to your subconscious mind, hey, I want to lose weight. It's going to be better for me. Can we start eating better? That's not how your subconscious mind works. It just links things together, very Pavlovian. And so we have to use imagination to program our subconscious mind to do what we want it to do. And it's a process, you know, but it's a process that leads you to doing these things on a much more autopilot basis, right? So like, like brushing your teeth, for example, is, is a behavior that you've installed into your subconscious mind. And so you're aware of it consciously, but it primarily runs subconsciously. You do it at the same times, places every day, right? And so it just runs. And so, so much of your behavior runs like that. What's triggering, what, what's influencing your eating more than anything else is subconscious environmental cues that are going off. You know, wherever your bad eating is happening, notice it happens in a very structured way. It doesn't spontaneously happen in the morning when you wake up. It happens at night, you know? Now I'm giving examples. Everyone's got different, you know, versions of it, but notice the pattern orientation of it. It doesn't just spontaneously just happen randomly during the day, during the week, in different places. It happens pretty consistently, same times, same locations, same situations, right? And that's how your subconscious mind works, which is very pattern-oriented, very pattern-based. So learning how to influence your subconscious mind and communicate with it is crucial because it's running everything, you know? Um, someone says motivation, three, four, five, six... Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Write that stuff down. Excellent point. How to make a habit stick. Yeah. So how to make a habit stick is, and this is gets down right to the core of, of how you're thinking about weight loss wrong. Okay. Is and this, again, this is intentional, but you think that's what's missing from your weight loss is some piece of information, whether it be some new diet plan. Um, someday you'll just figure out what's wrong with you. Cause you keep asking that question. What's wrong. Why don't I do the thing? Why don't, why can't I stick with this? And you think, Again, this is irrational, but this is what you think. You keep asking these questions. You keep thinking that you're just, you all of a sudden get this insight about yourself that's going to lead to this cognitive breakthrough that's going to change everything. And it's not. Um, because really what your weight loss is, is it's something that needs to be practiced. You really ought to think about your weight mastery very much like playing the piano. 
you know? And so it's like, you could read 10 books on how to play the piano. You're no better at playing the piano. You see, because playing the piano and getting better at it just comes down to one thing. How much are you practicing it? You know, and when it comes to weight loss, people don't even consider the idea of practicing. It's an all or nothing. It's a black or white. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it 100% perfectly right or I'm not doing it. You know, and there's no grayer. There's no room for learning from your mistakes. There's no room for saying, oh, I want to install this habit. I went to install it and I forgot today. Well, so now what do you do? Is it, does that, is that some referendum on it? You know what I mean? Is it you go sit down to play a song that you're learning on the piano and you don't play it well? Ah, oh, I failed. I didn't do it right. You know what I mean? But with, with piano, you recognize the importance of practice and the value of reinforcement consistently. With weight loss, you, you, that's not even a concept that exists in your mind. It's just all or nothing. I'm either doing it or I'm not. You know? And so how do you make a habit stick? Well, you reinforce it. Just like you made your toothbrushing thing. Now, again, you your parents moving you along. Um, but as an adult, you got to do that to yourself. You know, so when I want to make a habit stick, I have a very specific process I go through and it's because I understand what a habit is. So I'm very, very strategic. Now it still takes reinforcement work, time and effort to, to make it happen. I'm always in the process of working on my habits. Okay. So it never ends. It's just like the piano again. At what point did you learn the piano? Never. There's just, it, there's no ending point to it. You see, you got to get rid of this idea in your mind when it comes to the weight, because the weight loss has this arbitrary endpoint to it. Oh, I lost the weight. Great. Well, now, now the, now the fun begins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now you get to stay at this weight. How do you do it? And so it's like, if you approach your, your weight and your, this whole process is one of, uh, uh, you know, of, um, of a constant improvement and just growing and evolving and changing, uh, you know, that is a fundamental distinction in difference of how you approach it. So yeah, how do you make a habit stick is you, you reinforce it, you work on it, you know? Um, yeah, so any questions, any questions you want to have? Do you have hypnosis on Spotify? I have, a, I have a podcast on Spotify. I don't have any hypnosis sessions on there. Um, you know, I, I, I like doing the hypnosis sessions on TikTok. They're just real short and they kind of give you a taste of it. I don't like doing like full on hypnosis sessions because they just don't work of themselves. And so I don't like people like doing them and then being like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah, I mean, hypnosis... The hypnosis in my program, and there's a lot of hypnosis, but it's really, it's best used as a supplement is what I've found, right? And so that's why in my, my process, the first part of it is you have to hypnotize yourself, okay? Because again, in my program, ultimately there are, let me think about this for a second. There are 57 morning hypnosis sessions, five minute ones, okay? There's 10 weekly hypnosis sessions, about 10 minutes long, these core mantras. And then there's about 25 various length hypnosis sessions in the library. Okay. So you get all those and those are great. Okay. But they're great as a reinforcement because, and now the average person could get like two or three hypnosis sessions from a hypnotist or from some program. Now what happens is the first couple of times you listen to it, it may be pretty powerful. You've never heard it. And so it's, you're very unconscious. You're just kind of experiencing it. And it's powerful. As you continue to listen to it, you start to become more conscious of the process. It's actually very much like if you ever watched a movie like 20 times, right? First time it was, a, it was a very experiential, right? Second time, you know, it was experiential, but you start to know what's happening. Third, fourth, fifth, you know, you get to the 10th time. It's like, okay, this is where they say this, this way they say this. Way. So you're very consciously kind of going along with it. And the same thing happens with the hypnosis, which makes it less impactful. Now, the second problem with hypnosis sessions is that it's not suggestions that are specifically for you. Right. So I can give general hypnosis session. I break them down again in my program. We're talking about 
80, 80 hypnosis sessions, right? Now, this is because I know the granularity of weight mastery at a very, very fine level. There's very few hypnotists. I don't know a single hypnotist. I don't know a single weight loss hypnosis program that has more than five, six hypnosis sessions. And so, you know, I, I think they don't have much to say about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just a hypnotist. I've been literally, I've been doing this personally for 30 years, professionally for 20 years. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I have certified people in my program yourself in method. <laughs> so you'd be like, like I've been in this as a hypnotist and as a weight loss coach, weight mastery coach. And so my level of knowledge and what I know all the little things are, I, I, it's way greater than most hypnotists because most hypnotists just haven't able to do this as deeply as I have, honestly. And so, so the hypnosis is just a lot lighter. It's le there's less to it. But that's not even enough anyways. With all of my specific hypnosis, I don't think that would be enough um, to do it. I think you need to have the self-hypnosis piece as well because your situations are very specific. This is why me working with someone one-on-one -on -one is much more powerful because I'm, I'm finding out about their specific situation, their specific bad habits, their specific goals. And now when I'm doing the hypnosis, I'm using suggestions that are tailor-made for them. And so when suggestions are tailor-made for the, the person, a, they're accepted much more easily. Your mind doesn't resist them because they know it's especially for you. And second, you come up with much better solutions when you start realizing what your specific challenges are. So, so I think being able to hypnotize yourself and then having the hypnosis support are really the bookends. And then I think there's having a step-by-step -step personalized roadmap plan blueprint for yourself of knowing the nuts and bolts of what leads to you being a thin person. And I believe what leads to you living as a thin person. And what I mean by thin is you living at your goal weight. And what I mean by goal weight is you at the weight that gives you the most health, the most happiness and the best quality of life. Okay. Your ability to live at that weight on your autopilot is how I define being thin. And so I think the blueprints, the way I break that down is mindset, lifestyle, eating. And when you have specific strategies to think like a thin person, to live like a thin person and to eat like a thin person that are customized directly around you. <laughs> and then you use hypnosis to install those blueprints into yourself. Then you use the hypnosis sessions to reinforce everything you're learning. That to me is the plan. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the strat. And so that's what I work on with my clients. And then on top of that, there's coaching in my programs. Like I'm about to do a coaching call right now. And so Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can work directly with me and I can help you tweak and optimize this whole process. So um, that, that's the whole thing. Do I have a podcast? Yes. Um, I always want to listen to these lives again, by the way, you can, you can listen to these in a podcast form and you can go listen to these on my YouTube channel. I live stream these. So, so if you want to listen to them and then I put them up as a podcast as well, program yourself then. Oh, thanks for the rose. Um, you can, yeah, you can listen to the podcast and listening to me will make changes in your weight by itself, right? It'll be a little slower than if you get the programs, the program is like, it's an eight week, I, I think like a, like a college course compressed into eight weeks. It's intense, you know? Um, but if you just listen to my podcast, if you listen to my videos, you will find, oh, send fire. That's cool. I like that. Um, if you listen to these, it will change the way that you think about yourself, about weight, about food, about all these things. And you will find yourself naturally and automatically beginning to think, feel, and act differently. You know, I see it all the time. People get on here saying, I've already lost some weight. I lost some weight because what I'm saying to you is causing, it's a different paradigm of weight mastery. And it makes a lot of sense from soup to nuts. I mean, I've got a complete system here from the start to the finish. Again, a diet doesn't, and you don't even realize how lacking your, you, you don't have a system. You don't even have any 
for your weight loss approach is so lacking. It's just so limited. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the barest of bones um, approach. And so I, I share everything I'm doing here with you to, to kind of point out, to give you a more robust approach to mastering your weight, you know? And I give it to you for free because, again, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible live at their goal weight, you know? So, again, I'm giving you everything I got. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm giving you all my best strategies and everything, you know? Um, let's see. So, yeah, if anyone has any questions, I got, I got a couple more minutes here, you know? Appreciate the, the fires and the roses. I listen to you. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, listen to that. What is your YouTube and your podcast? Um, YouTube is Jim Katsoulis. Uh, that's my name. And the podcast is Program Yourself Then. So again, I talk about all this. Someone says, I'm interested in coaching. Okay, yeah, if you're interested in coaching, um, which you should be, right? Because that's the best results you can get, you know? Um, and that's why I restructured my whole program because I, I really pulled back from one-on-one -on -one coaching because uh, time-wise, it wasn't allowing me to reach that goal of, of helping as many people as possible with their goal weight. So I kind of restructured things. I redid my program. And so now it's all the things I mentioned, but now I'm able to get on the calls with you you know, kind of bring you through myself because there's a, I, I always like doing this. And if, if you've done this before, just even play along. I do it all the time and it's always amazing me. But if you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it, right? It's right there, kind of big. You look at the, close your other eye, look at your nose. It's right there. Bam. It's right there in your nose. Open both eyes. Your nose disappears. Okay. So this is a evidence. Your brain literally just makes things disappear sometimes. And so most people I've ever worked with, it's like they're missing the biggest challenges and solutions that are right smack dab in front of them, right? Because our brain just deletes things that we always see or, or whatever. And so coaching is so important in my opinion, just because it gets you out of your perspective. You know, one of the biggest challenges you have mindset wise is that you're locked into your perspective. You're locked into your paradigm, your mindset. And it's the most trapping thing there is. You have way, way more solutions, resources available to you than you realize. That's why I do these lives, just to, to point out all the other aspects of weight loss that you never even think about. It'd be one thing if you're like, I, I don't know about that. I don't really, I haven't done that yet. But you literally never even think about it. I ask people this all the time. Even like you'll hear some people, the most enlightened people are saying, well, yeah, not a diet this time. I need a lifestyle change. Okay, well, what do you mean by lifestyle? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you have a, do you know I mean? Do you have eight hobbies? Do you, now I can tell you the eight hobbies. Do you have specific strategies to, to do those hobbies? Probably not. You know, like I've been obsessed with this stuff personally and then professionally sharing that and making it practical and usable for people, you know? So you come in my program, it's like instantly, it's just like, here's a strategy, here's a strategy, here's a strategy, work on it. And let's use your mindset in your hypnosis to program it into yourself. So you do it automatically. And then you get on the call and say, ah, Jim, that didn't work. Well, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's what we get when I work with you because it's like you're, there's obvious things you're just missing, you know? And so you just need someone else. I always say this is the coach spiel, but it's like, you know, there's not a, when I say elite, right? There's not like a, a solid athletic person that doesn't have at least one coach, you know? And it's like the idea that an athlete would be more important than your health, your lifespan, your quality of life while you're alive, you know, is crazy. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, those people, athletes invest in coaches because it helps them achieve their goal. You know, when it comes to weight loss, we under, we way undervalue it. And again, that's intentional. You live in a society that under undervalues and minimizes the effects of the weight on your health because there's, I think there's a lot of money to be made at you being overweight. That, that's what I'm just going to say it. I mean, that's what I think. I think there's a lot of money being the, the food they sell you. They're making a lot of money. I think they make a lot of money from the diets that they own. And I think they make a lot of money Oh, look at that thing. Oh, well, thank you. That is cool. I've never seen the hand heart. That is neat. Thank you. Um, and there's the medical establishment. They just make a lot of money treating the symptoms. 
you know? And so I don't think they're really motivated to actually get to the core of the problem, you know? And so I don't know what to say. It just seems to me that's the case. And I think we've got this food that's almost like cigarettes, but we don't think of it like that. You know, the weight, we just minimize the value of it and the importance of it. Oh, thanks for those balloons. Those are cool. Um, so, so yeah. So, so the idea of investing in yourself, I would say there was this thing on Saturday Night Live years ago and it, it really ground, ground my gears where it was, um, it was Sarah Silverman and she like had a, uh, what was it? Uh, I'm blanking on the name of it. The Vitamix, right? So it was a Vitamix. Oh, it's on a TikTok. That's cool. I got, I got Misty. I'm going to say your name's Misty or it's Miss T. Either way, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's nice of you. Um, so it was a Vitamix, right? Which is an expensive blender. Expensive, it's like 500 bucks or something. And so the, the joke was that her neighbors came over and like, oh, you got a new blender? And like, oh, how much you pay for it? And she's like, um, hmm. And so she was really like embarrassed to say how much she paid for the blender, right? And I was like, you know, it's, it was funny. Like I, I get the joke, right? But it's like, it was indicative of the idea. Like if you, because <laughs> when I was watching the show last night, talking about a $15,000 purse. And I'm like, that's the world we live in, you know, where shoes, basketball shoes could be a thousand dollars, right? But if you spend five hundred dollars on something that's gonna nourish your body, you're a goofball. And, and that's the world we live in, where it's like if you're healthy, you're considered a health nut. You know what I mean? It's like it's just you have to recognize that's a hypnotic trance they've placed on us because the more people that kind of minimize how how in danger they are from the weight, and it's not just the weight, by the way, the weight's a reflection of what you're doing habitually, you know. Um, but the more you minimize it, the more food you eat, the, the less you, you really think about and fix it, you know? And so I don't know, it's just, there's a lot going on, but if you're interested in coaching, go watch the, watch the training, you know, click on my description, or my bio, um, the three steps to master your weight, go click that, put your name and email address in, and then you're going to push the play button. You know, I, I see the numbers, 50% of the people get there, get to the video page. Again, all you got to do is click on the link, put your name and email address in, it brings you right to the training page. And then you got to push the play button. It's a half hour training. And it'll kind of, it'll go over what I'm talking about here in more detail, you know, because here I kind of bounce all over the place, but they'll go through it and you'll have a, a system, you'll have an idea. What, what three steps do you need to master your weight? Do you know? This <laughs> was like, you know, at least you'll know that then. Are you even serious enough? Now, again, most people aren't serious enough. So I, I do this as well for that to at least reflect back to you. Maybe you're not serious about losing weight, you know, which again, that's fine. Just don't judge yourself like you are. Some people beat themselves up so hard for not losing weight when they never even have decided or committed to losing weight. So why are you judging yourself so hard? I mean, I wish I'd learned to play the piano, but I haven't. And so I'm not gonna beat myself up about it. I mean, I've just, I recognize I never really decided. I never really thought it was that important, you know, but people out here with weight loss, it's like constantly, what you Jerry, you're a horrible person. Why did you lose the weight? You slob and, blah, blah, and people are so mean to themselves, but you never really decided to do it in the first place. So, so why, why are you doing that? But yeah, so, so go watch that training at the end of it's about 30 minutes, but at the end of it, I talk about my program and, and if you're interested in it, you can kind of learn about then. Um, yeah. Yeah. You too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'll write that out. Um, yeah. So how do I start? Go watch that training. Go check out the training. And plus, you know, by the way, even if you don't want to watch the training, Oh, thank you. That was, that's from New, New Zealand. So if you're still on, thank you, Misty. Um, even if you don't want to watch the training, just go put your name and email address in there because that's just another thing. Like I send you, I'll send you emails every day about what kind of weight, weight mastery motivation stuff. And I can almost guarantee it's the best stuff you'll get in terms of weight mastery anywhere. And it's just free. I'll just give it to you, you know? So again, I, I really just want to help you out here, um, help you get the results you deserve. All right. So, all right, I got to get out of here. I got to go do, do a coaching call. I, I thank you all for being on here. I appreciate it. And I wish you the best. I'm usually on here. seems like I'm kind of on here one to three, you know, during the weekdays, sometimes on the weekends as well. So 
Um, yeah, you ever have any questions? Oh, cool. Yeah, check out the train now. Yeah, watch it. It's, it's really good, I think. <laughs> so, and plus, then you'll be in my world. I'll let you know, you know, I'll send you a bunch of stuff for free. You know, that's what I'll do. So, cool. All right, everyone, have a great day. Thank you very much. Bye.